Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Portions of this program are pre-recorded. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. All right, glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on, tons to get to. Three big interviews. We've got campus reform in this hour. Tracy Bean's coming up after that. And then part two of my interview with Joe Pistone, who, of course, was Donnie Brasco. Glad to have you along for the ride. Plus, I I can't remember. Carrie, did, were you on with Megan Kelly today? No, I was not. We don't have to talk about that today, do we? I don't think I don't think Sam and Paula were either. I, one of somebody on the cast, what, somebody in the in the crew <laughs> was. was. It you on what? Megan Kelly today? Oh, did you did you watch and listen? What? Yeah, you liked it. You thought it was good. <laughs> uh, no. Why are you the worst friend but I've I'm ever sure. had? I'm sure we're going to hear all about it in the next three hours. I just wanted to wait, you know, and find out about it with everybody else. I even mentioned it yesterday. You're like, I don't care. That's not true. I did not say that. I would not say that. Did you think it? No. Prove it. Prove you didn't think that. I can't prove it. On Thursday. Mm. Feeling feeling all right. Rude. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Say what? Ba-do-do-do-do-do-do. Seems I got to have a change of scene. Every night I have a strangest dream. Imprisoned by the way. That is Chocolate Voice. We've got Polo and Sam along for the ride, too. Left here on my own. That's how we do it. Three big interviews. So Carrie, as little as she works normally on the show, even less tonight, to be honest. Talking to the people. I was talking to the people. Won't someone Let's go. lock the door? Bring it. Took the key. You feeling all right? Come on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not feeling too good myself. No. Come on, man. Give me some harmony. Yes, sir. You feeling all right? Pardon me? I'm not feeling too good myself. Yeah, I was on her. I was on there for 50 minutes today. I was singing the whole time. That's what it was. She's like, Joe, will you come on today? We'd like to have you sing on the program. I was like, ah, Megan, come on, I'm busy. It's always a lot of fun. Listen, I was a huge fan of Megan Kelly when she was on at Fox. You know, it's funny. The first time I talked to Megan Kelly, I think there was some big story happening in San Antonio. And I don't remember what it was. But uh, it had to be, I think it was still doing the morning show. So it had to be 15, 16 years ago. A long time ago. And I didn't even expect it. I had been appearing on Fox a lot. Um, but I hadn't been on with her yet and somebody called and it was her on the phone. I don't think she had her own show yet at nine o'clock, but whatever the story was, it is sort of this quick phoner thing. This story, Hey, let's get the radio guy from San Antonio. So that was kind of neat. And, and since then, of course, there's been so much change with her leaving Fox and going to NBC and then doing her own thing. And I mean, just really, and then the bombshell movie comes out. We became friends probably, boy, I don't know, in the past four or five years where I, I asked her to come on the program and she did when she decided she was going to start getting back into media after NBC happened. And uh, she's been very, very cool. And they asked me to be on last week, 
And I think they ended up having Richard Dreyfus on the entire time. And I thought about it. I was like, you know, I am me. So I kind of like me more than Richard Dreyfus. But if I stand back from the situation, mm, you know, you get Richard Dreyfus for an hour. Why the hell not? Why the hell you're not, gonna, right? Yeah, you're going to go with Richard, I think, on that one. Rich. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're calling him Rich? Rich, yeah. He's, He's in your one buddy. of my all-time favorite Really? Yeah. Really? The goodbye girl. Oh. Have you have you got his number? Uh, no, and you don't either. You don't. Well, no, I don't. But I don't call. Number. But I don't call him Rich. Oh. <laughs> Why you call him Rich like your buddies? You can call him that. You know. So 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 Meg's got a hold of me today, and uh, mm-hmm. no, the, uh-huh. the, what happened was they they had a, they canceled because they were only going to have like two minutes for me. So today I was stunned. It was like like forty five or fifty minutes. We covered. Carrie, when I when Ooh. I tell you uh, this, there's a reason why I stay up all night and learn about stuff. We covered more stories. I had no idea some of the stuff that was coming at me. It was just, it was great. It was fun. And we had this really nice sort of back and forth. And, and it's a very cool show. It's on Sirius XM, but it's also, uh, she puts it on video as well. And they they posted at least one segment of it on video. So go and check that out. If you're on my social media, I linked to it. You can listen to the entire podcast. And then uh, also on um, uh, on YouTube, they put a, at least one segment of our, of our show today. She just does a great job. I think that she's one of those people that... I'm really glad as in media because without somebody like her, uh, we would have to deal with these far left wing, you know, loons. And I'm not say, here to say she's right wing because I don't think she is. I think she's an independent that tells the truth. Um, and, and at the at the end of the day, without somebody who's got a voice like that, who's going to actually I examined it, and here's the actual story that I that I examined because people aren't doing that anymore. We talked about that that a little bit as well. I think we'll have her on this program next week. That'd be kind of cool, right? Oh, very yeah, that'd be good. What would you ask Megan Kelly if you had a chance? Oh, my goodness. Well, the one thing that kind of pops up is that she was talking about those snot-nosed college kids. Yes. I guess about the college loans. Did you guys talk about that? We did not talk about the snot-nosed college okay. kids, though. Yeah, okay. Cause that, no, those, I think those were her, her words. Right. No, we did not talk about them. Oh, okay. And okay. what was that recently? Because she was, yeah, just maybe a day or two ago. I got to yeah. check that out. I have she not made, seen that one yet. News. Yeah. Another I listen. God bless her. She wants to call him snot nose. She can. Now she does. She does curse. Say. She cursed accidentally today in the middle of our interview. Oh, I like now on Sirius yeah. XM you can I think, but I think for the for the 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 YouTube thing I don't think they want to. And she she dropped an S bomb. She said, "Oh, I don't think I'm supposed to say that." And then I and I almost I wanted to make her feel better, so I said the F word. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> would that have been funny though if I would have dropped like it? Just here's an F bomb. Yeah, it was just us just cursing at each other. No, you would be great. I mean, we, we could just shut right. up and listen to you speak if that, you're going to use that bombs. You. But no, it's always a good time to hang out. I love doing stuff like that. So uh, if you get a chance, go and follow me on the social media. I put it up on Twitter, on uh, not on Facebook. I put it on Twitter, on Truth, on Parler, on Getter, and uh, you can go get the links there. Or if you don't want to follow me, that's fine. Follow Megan Kelly or follow the Megan Kelly Show. There are two separate accounts, and uh, they link to the interview as well today. So every day, another day, another woke corporation. I don't understand this. Now, I'll give you a little background. I don't dislike Oreo cookies. I don't. Mm. Um, I thought the double stuff was a little bit out of line. And you always have that one idiot kid in your class. Have, let me tell you, we had the idiot kid. Did you have the idiot kid? Oh, yeah. Who would take the Oreos and then scrape the insides out, stack up the insides, and then just eat them all at once. Oh, the no. stuff. That the is stuff. not the right thing to do. No. Yeah, no, no. What's there? That's How do you eat Oreos? Do you just eat them? Do you twist I them just, apart? No, I just take a bite. Yeah, that's, that's, that's lame. It. Yeah, that's it lame. is not lame. How do you eat it? Oh, you got to twist when them. You, you got to uh, twist them off, and then you got to very carefully, because what I hate is when half of it's... scrape the white stuff off with your teeth? Ha- half of it's hanging off the top, half of it's hanging off the bottom. I want, that, I want this stuff to be in one, one nice piece. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> That's weird. That's pretty lame too. I so to I say. twist it and try to make it stick either to the top or to the bottom. And then, yes, uh-huh. of course, you scrape it off with your teeth. And, and then you, you put know. the two parts together and then you tell yourself a little story that Mr. Oreo forgot the middle stuff. And then you eat it. See, that's really, really what? weird. I, I had a very, I had a very close relationship with Oreos growing up. So what? Don't judge right me. Now. Don't judge no, me. And then you got to get a glass of milk and you got to dunk it. I, I, I have never dunked Oreos in my life. Just, you just got to eat them. What's the matter with you? You just got to oh. eat them. No, I do it the right way. You look, look, you're from Nebraska. You guys don't I know. I'm doing it the right way. <laughs> it is the Nebraska. Way. Polo, how do you, how do you do the Oreos? Um, well, if I'm gonna eat those, I'd probably put them, dip them in milk. And just to eat the actual, you don't tw- you don't twist them, you don't get to the stuff? I don't do all that crap. What is wrong with you people? Sam? <laughs> this is so weird, but okay, here I we go. eat Oreos exactly the same way that you do, and I've, Thank never, you. I've never seen you eat an Oreo before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you twist it, you don't, want it, you don't want it hanging off the top, you want it all together, right? I twist it, I make sure it's all on one side, but <laughs> I, I eat the, the plain cookie first, and then... Oh, I, I don't do that, no, no. <laughs> No, I scraped the stuff first. No, there you go. Um, what so, is going on in the Pags family? What are you talking about? We didn't teach her that. She just said she didn't know that I did it that way. <laughs> but, but Sam is a very specific eater. Let me tell you something. Growing up, we would get chicken McNuggets, and Sam is the only person I ever saw that would set up the ketchup, set up one of the sauces. And I think it was barbecue sauce, Sam, right? Yes. You got to dip the ketchup, dip the barbecue, then eat the chicken nugget. Thank you. Which is weird. Okay, that's just weird. Hmm. Okay, not my kid. All, I don't not do my kid. that anymore, but I'm still very specific about my food for no reason. Very specific. Now, I, of course, with the chicken McNuggets, you get the hot mustard, you just get as much hot mustard on that sucker as you can, and then you shove it in. And if, you start, if your forehead starts to sweat, you're getting enough of the hot mustard. Mm. Hot mustard. On the how, do you, how do you do the nuggets, bad. Carrie? Probably something weird. Put corn on it or something. Again, I know it's crazy. <laughs> I just take a bite out of it. You were, Come on. What is that? That's it. That is it. And no sauce. I never liked the No sauce. sauce on the nuggets. No sauce. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. You were such a, a white girl. <laughs> Get a little flavor mean? in your life. My God, Casper. <laughs> I have what is that? I've You're a chicken plenty. McNuggetist. Polo, uh, nuggets, quite. what do you do? Uh, I mean, I really don't eat nuggets too often, but if I ever do, um, I mean, I guess I would dip them, but... Gotta dip them. How do you, but, but, you but it, has to, it has to be like the her. right kind of sauce, or I have to like make my own because, I mean, I don't like but sweet sauce. What if they're sauce. like spicy? I like the spicy ones. Then you don't need any sauce on it. I'm sorry. I just seriously, I'm not even kidding. Very, very weird. You, <laughs> you can't just be eat. My friend anymore. You cannot eat plain nuggets, Carrie Lockie. What is wrong? What's wrong with you? Nothing wrong with it. But I really don't eat chicken nuggets anyway. Well, I don't so. either. You know that I low carb. I don't go to McDonald's anymore. Well, don't but I get mad at me for how I want. You got to dip the nuggets. Nugget. Have you ever tried? Listen, if you tried to dip the nugget and then decided, well, this is not. This is just wrong, oh, and I'm then sure stopped. I, I get it. No, you didn't. You didn't even try it. <laughs> I'm sure you're I've a nuggetist. I am not a nuggetist. I mean, you're it, a chicken McNuggetist. And if I was going to no. eat a nugget, I think it would probably be from Chick Fil A because like their nuggets are probably better. Oh, those are good. Oh no, 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 no. I uh, the mm-hmm. pieces parts. I want the pieces parts. What does that mean? I want to as I'm eating it. I want to try to decide what part of the chicken was that. Like the, the hell was that? <laughs> what the hell was <laughs> that? Fry? What the hell was that? All right. So yeah. so we started this conversation because of course Oreo has done thing, has done something stupid and woke. Fill me in on what Oreo has now done. 
From the blaze, Oreo prompted conservatives on Twitter to roll their eyes this week after double dipping into the world of hot button socio-political issues yet again with a new ad urging people to be lifelong supporters of the LGBT lifestyle. And the two and a half minute short film called The Note featured a young Asian man nervously reading a coming out note to his immediate family as he prepares to share the news of his sexuality with his extended family. And the tense scene concludes with the young man's mother encouraging her dispirited son, she might be my mother, but you are my son, she adds to the bottom of the note. Uh, coming out doesn't happen just once. It's a journey that needs love and courage every step of the way. Oreo send a tweet along with the video, adding, share our new film and let someone know you're their, quote, hashtag lifelong ally. That's not the first time that Milk's favorite cookie has delved into public political waters. Earlier this year, the Nabisco brand inserted itself into the national conversation around transgender issues when it tweeted, trans people exist. And before that, it released a Another short film about a lesbian couple coming out to parents. Come on, dude. Come on, man. Carrie, you're you're the, you're the news person because I mean, and I definitely want to hear what you're going to say, but you're the news person, so you you're obviously very very smart, much smarter than I. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. So what 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 do Oreos have to do with um, being gay? Oh, uh, well, they don't. No, there's got to be some connection. There's a connection that I'm just not seeing. No. No, I don't. Is Oreo so. cookie like a, like a, some sort of a shorthand for gay man or something? Uh, hey, look at him! I bet he's an Oreo of. cookie. <laughs> is that what no, we're doing? I'm aware of. <laughs> that, what, what? This is what um, Oreo's senior brand manager insisted the forced marketing message was a quote natural place for the company to go, given its notoriety as a family brand. I don't get it. See, Carrie, normally I, I really enjoy getting these really dumb, woke, stupid, liberal things and breaking them down and saying, this is why they're saying it, this is why I disagree with it. I can't even say why they're saying it. He's saying because they're a family brand, they should talk about yeah. the, the sun coming out? Yeah, I mean... And what's, what's, what's the next commercial going to be? Mom, Dad, gay, can I have an Oreo? Yeah, what is it? What, what's the connection? You know, I didn't think, you know, cookies are pretty much asexual, right? I mean, I don't know. Oh, I'm not buying that gay cookie anymore. Are you kidding me? What are you talking about? Now, That's crazy. Why do they want to identify with one segment of the population while taking the chance of alienating 95% of us? Same thing with Disney. Why do you want to take the chance of identifying or, or coddling 5 or 7% of the population while pushing away 95 or 93% of the population. Why is that beneficial? It's a popular thing to do. It's the woke thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Well, remember that one video that Oreo put out? Because it's a family brand where the boy says, Mom, Dad, I, I really want to ask Sarah out to the, to the prom. Um, can I get a cookie? They, I thought family situation. Oh, I scraped my knee. Can I get an Oreo? No. The only family situation this this doofus thinks is is even out there is one where the son tells him that he's gay. And that somehow is a family-oriented story, so much so that Oreo should make a video out of it. Help me understand, Carrie Lockie, go. I cannot. <laughs> That's all I got. All I'm I got. trying to make the connection. I understand, but I don't think there is a connection. Of course there isn't. This is stupid. This is wokeness. This is somebody trying or some company trying to pretend that they, for some reason, can relate more than other cookie brands to people being gay. And what it's going to do is it's going to make people who are not gay go, well, why are you pinpointing that 
community and you're not focusing on my community. I'm a father with five children. Maybe you should do a special video for me. Or I've got, um, you know, what about, beautif- what about a mom beautifully, with two teenage boys? beautifully olive skin. Why not do it? Why not do a commercial on my beautiful olive skin? Because uh, I'm Southern Italian. Why not do it on people who are big, strong, muscular, and and very manly? Why not do one for me? What? You know what I'm saying, Carrie? What? You're not talking about yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're you talking about yourself. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. so what you're saying is they've got to do a special video for a mom with two teenage boys. Yes, who's also a news anchor. Yeah, I want that. I want that video. And who has to deal with a really big ego talk show host? And I want my Oreo. Listen, don't talk. Listen, don't talk about polo like that. So um, so what I'm saying is, why would you take the most minuscule portion of the population, claim that somehow is representative of families in America, and then put out a video when you're trying to sell cookies? 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Keep it right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. chicken nugget who doesn't who doesn't dip a chicken nugget if it's a great chicken nugget you don't need the dipping sauce well i'm talking about mcdonald's chicken mcnuggets (laughs) have you have you not had them i don't know i guess you do then you're gonna need some sauce no by the way the best traveling um um the best traveling food for me is um a 20 pack of nuggets and, and either a large diet Coke or a large diet Dr. Pepper. Now, that is not on my eating plan generally, but if we're going to take a road trip, you got to stop at McDonald's, get the 20-pack, if not 50. And how many are you eating? Well, I'm going to eat at least the 20. So if I get the 20, I'm going to eat the 20. If I get 50, it's probably 35 or so. Dude, that's what? a lot of chicken byproduct. What do you mean? You're ingesting on a road trip. But what are you saying? Yeah, you know what? I think you know what I'm saying. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts about Oreo pandering to the LGBTQ XYZ123 community by saying that our cookies somehow are family-oriented, will help you come out or something. Meantime, got to tell you that people ask me all the time who I could trust in the media. You know I trust. I trust our show. I trust Carrie. I trust Newsmax. And uh, a lot of other Americans are starting to trust Newsmax as well. A recent study finds Americans do not trust big media. 65% 65% of Republicans don't trust them at all. I found a source that I do trust, as I said, Newsmax. I go online, newsmax.com for breaking headlines. I watch Newsmax TV all the time. Even download the free Newsmax app on my smartphone. I get it for free. Nielsen recently reported that almost 7 million cable viewers watch Newsmax, but not Fox News. It's huge. 
Many people are, are making the switch to Newsmax. If you haven't yet, start, try it out. Start every day with Wake Up America with Rob Finnerty. The team at night is great. Eric Bolin, Chris Alcedo, Greg Kelly, Stinchfield, Rob Schmidt. Great weekend lineup too. Huckabee, Diamond and Silk, Gorka, Dick Morris. 20 million Americans made the switch and watch Newsmax all the time. You should join them. I want you to try it out. Now, download the app if you haven't yet. I got the app probably six, seven years ago now. And uh, it's great. When I'm on the treadmill at the gym, wherever I happen to be, just put the app on. I can watch Newsmax TV right there, right then. Make the switch. You may never go back. All right, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. A lot of people want to be heard on Oreos. We'll, uh, we'll try to carry this over. I do have an interview coming up, though, and we'll try to get your comments. If I don't get to you on the phone, go to the website, JoePags.com. Scroll down to the bottom, click on Connect or Contact, and you'll send an email right to me. Keep it here. Coming back. Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always uh, great to have a young correspondent from uh, campusreform.org. They always uncover incredible information. Go to campusreform.org every day like I do. Today it's Ariana Brockman. And you go to, is it the University of Nevada, Ariana? Yes, University of Nevada in Reno. And and do people say Nevada and they get it wrong all the time? It's Nevada, isn't it? absolutely. It's Nevada. If you say Nevada, (laughs) like, that's terrible. Don't say it. You get kicked off campus. I got in trouble once. I said Nevada. They were like, oh. You're a north. You're a northeaster. No, no, you, yep. you, you can't do that. It's it's Nevada. So glad to have you. Glad to meet you. Um, uh, now you told me you're from California, and you go to yes, school in I Nevada am. now, which is close. But are they worlds apart when it comes to politics? They are definitely worlds apart. You know, it's kind of funny. The states are touching, but it's absolutely totally different as soon as you cross that state line. You know, everything in California. Whenever I come home to visit, people are still triple masking like at the grocery stores or whatever and wow. so it's really nice we just had our mask mandate lifted fairly recently here on campus so everything's been slowly returning back to normal which is i'm super thankful for yeah i've been to nevada it's not really the bastion of conservatism but anything compared to california i guess would seem like freedom and liberty we were talking about this right before we started you were like oh yeah it's it's amazing how different it is but i guess if you come to florida or texas um you would probably see even more differences yeah i'm sure they're a lot more free than here but Anything's better than California at this point. Uh, true enough. Uh, it's Ariana Brockman. She goes to school at University of Nevada. Um, that is a university of then a state name, so it's taxpayer subsidized. Um, are you forced to wear masks? Do you have to get jabbed? Any of that going on? They did have a mask mandate, and they tried to push a vaccine mandate, um, but the governor has since lifted our mask mandate, so we are now mask-free on campus, and they have also lifted the requirement for the COVID-19 vaccine, even for employees. So we are living in a pretty free university right now. Nothing wrong with that. No, is it an election year? Is it a re-election year for the governor or no? Yes, it is. We are having Uh. midterms election coming up. (laughs) Of course it is. That's why the mask, hey, no mask. You don't have to worry about it. Look how free I am. All right, it's Ariana um, Brockman. Go follow her right now on Twitter, Ariana in Nevada. Um, Ariana in Nevada, at Ariana in Nevada. All right, let's get into these stories. Concerned women for America. Um, They're going after you, Penn, on the Leah Thomas situation. So I'm guessing, I don't know this organization, but I'm guessing that they would like women to actually compete against women. 
That would be the goal. So what happened in this story, um, I'm sure most people by now are familiar with the Leah Thomas story, but in case anyone isn't, Leah Thomas is a transgender swimmer and they just won the national title at the 2022 championships. And so following this, Concerned Women for America filed a Title IX lawsuit against UPenn because what Title IX is, is it's actually a federal law and its goal is to um, ensure that there's no discrimination on the basis of sex or gender. And so obviously when you have a biological man competing in women's sports, this would be discrimination on the basis of sex. And this person, um, you're right, biological man, although I don't think the word biological is even necessary. Uh, he's, got a, he's got a Y chromosome. So this person has bigger lung capacity, bigger heart capacity, um, muscle be- bellies that, that went through puberty and had testosterone for like 21 years. In the past couple of years, he's decided, well, I'm really a female, but has done nothing to really change that except maybe some testosterone blockers. That's about it. I mean, even uh, physically, this is still a male walking around the locker room and taking showers with the female swimmers. It doesn't make any sense. Yet, if you say what I just said, you're somehow a transophobe. Um, are they doing? They're, they're not being anonymous, right? What I didn't like was that the parents and families of some other swimmers, female swimmers, were doing this anonymously. Some female okay. swimmers were being anonymous. This organization says this is who we are, and this is what we want. Yeah, I think it's a really good, brave stand-up for them because I know I played sports in high school. I was a tennis player and a lacrosse player. And being pitted up against a biological man, you know, they can run farther than us, faster than us, endurance lasts longer. They can hit harder than us, throw farther than us. And it's just, uh, there's just differences between the male and female bodies. And it's really a shame to see this happening in women's sports because I know for me, I gained a lot of valuable experience from my sports, you know, Friend groups come from sports, learning leadership and discipline and hard work. That all comes from sports. And many of my friends actually are going to college on scholarship for their sports. And so to see that their spots could be taken away from someone like a man competing in a woman's sport is just really disheartening. So I think it's a really good thing that Concerned Women for America is standing up publicly to support women in women's sports. I couldn't agree with you more. It's Ariana Brockman. She is a correspondent from campusreform.org. The most interesting part of this, and maybe the most distressing part of this, is all you have to do is say you're female. You don't have to do anything else. I'm now female, and at my size and my strength, now I can go lift weights against you. It doesn't make any sense. Um, Biologically, physically, naturally, there are many, many differences. We should stop pretending that there aren't. All right, let's get to the next one. Clarence Thomas's death. This is some person at UCLA would like to see the Supreme Court justice die, and, and I guess they think that's a cool thing to say. Fill me in. Yeah, so unfortunately, a couple weeks ago, Justice Clarence Thomas was admitted to the hospital with flu-like symptoms. And following this, the director for race and equity at UCLA publicly tweeted on his Twitter wishing for his death. And this isn't just an issue of bias against conservatives. What this is actually doing is setting a precedent in our culture that's saying it's okay if you don't like someone's politics, if you disagree with them, you're telling them, you're sending that message that it's okay to wish harm upon them. This is somebody who directs equity and and what? The director of race and equity at UCLA. Race and equity. So um, race, Clarence Thomas is black, so he he's somebody who is one of the forefathers of, of showing how diverse our courts can be. And equity, which is something that really guarantees the equality and outcome, which is not something that we live by here in, in America. We usually go by meritocracy. This person somehow has a job and is getting paid by the taxpayers in, in California, in Los Angeles? Really? Yeah, UCLA, public university, they're getting paid to say that. And it's really unfortunate because, you know, the left, their rhetoric is always, we are the side of tolerance and inclusivity. And what this is just really showing is that 
they're really not. And what we've seen, we've seen this all across, not just college campuses, but there was a story at UNC Wilmington, um, a professor at that university put on their Facebook group, blow up Republicans. And the school didn't do anything to handle it actually until the campus reform story was published on that. And it's not just on college campuses. We see it all the time, like when Maxine Waters told, Walters told uh, her like supporters to go harass conservatives if yeah. she sees them in public. And so it's just something that is happening all across America right now. But she literally said, go and do that. And there never are any ramifications. So last thing on that story, this person who is in charge of race and equity, is not going to be punished at all. There's, there's no recourse at all. You can just say that. So far, there has not been, to my knowledge, any sort of um, recourse that they're taking. So I guess it's just another example of if you're on the left, you can say what you want. But if you're a conservative, you can get death wished upon you. It is. Uh, that's nuts. It really is. It's Ariana Brockman. She is a correspondent from campusreform.org, goes to school at University of Nevada. And I appreciate you coming on. So when I went to college a long time ago, I was a music major, so I didn't really care about mathematics much, to be honest, but I was pretty good at it. I took my ACT and I was in like the top 1%. And they tried to place me in advanced college calculus. And I said, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. But I understood why these entrance exams were important to find out what the student's knowledge level was, what the knowledge base was, and to properly place him or her in a class or a, a, a structure, a curriculum that would get them to the end game. You're telling me that at Cal State, you don't, you don't have to worry about that anymore? We're not even look at your scores? Yes, the entire California State University system will no longer require the SAT or the ACT for their college entrance admissions. And they're doing this saying they're doing it on the basis of making college entrance more accessible and equitable. Um, and they did say they will still be basing decisions off of GPA, but it's still taking away the objective standard in college admissions, which is an entrance test. Like, I know I had to take both the ACT and the SAT to get into college. Well, of course, because they had to know where to place you. How will they know where these students should go? Because if they're not going to take any sort of a, a standardized test that does, in fact, test your knowledge from wherever it was you were before going to college, what if they put you in a, in a class that's too hard? What if they put you in a class that's too easy? What, what will they gauge it by, the GPA from high school or the GPA in your first term in college? You know, you're absolutely right. There's really no way to tell where to place students. And it's actually doing students a huge disservice. Um, we've actually seen this. MIT had previously dropped the requirement for the SAT and the ACT in their college admissions. But they've been seeing a trend where too many students were dropping out and not finishing college. Um, and so they have since reinstated those entrance examinations in hopes that more students uh, will be actually prepared to finish college because you know, if you're not really willing to prepare for a couple hours of an entrance exam to get into college, like what's to say that you're going to be able to finish two or four years of school to get a degree? Ariana, have any of these dorks, my word, not yours, have any of these dorks said exactly what equity is when it comes to not having to test somebody's knowledge before placing them in school? How does that promote more equity? I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, I'm just as confused as you are. I think it's just one of those terms they're trying to fill like a diversity quota, but we've seen time and time again, you know, we should really be basing uh, admissions into college and anything off of merit and academic achievement. We should be giving spaces to people who deserve it, not just trying to fill a diversity quota. And another example that we've seen with this is at the University of Florida. Uh, there's actually been campus reform had did a man on the street video and asked people what they thought of college entrance examinations. Um, and everyone, when asked, was in favor of diversity and equity being based on uh, 
being a requirement for college admissions. Yet when they were asked about diversifying the lineup of their football team, everyone seemed <laughs> to say, no, you know, of course we should probably uh, just choose the best athletes for the job. So. So, so, so meritocracy when it comes to football, basketball, baseball at all. But but it's not it's not, um, uh, you know, meritocracy when it comes to education, learning and being more productive in society. That's very telling. I was going to ask you if your classmates are all falling for the equity BS. We keep saying equity. We keep saying diversity. We keep saying those things. Are your peers saying those words, too, and pretending like they know what it means? They're all over the place. They're on posters up in the school. They're posters in my work break room. I mean, equity is just the new, everyone's new favorite word. So it's definitely everywhere on college campuses. It's crazy. It is um, uh, Ariana Brockman. I appreciate you from University of Nevada. One more story to get to. When you think Texas, you think red and guns and American values, and we love the Constitution. And then, of course, West Leyen. I think this is a religious um, or, uh, university. What's going on at Texas West Leyen that, of course, will make you just as nuts as some of the woke stuff going on at Notre Dame? What's going on? So students at Texas Wesleyan University are protesting to make workshops on microaggressions, cultural competency, and bias and prejudice mandatory in the first year seminar class, which is also a mandatory class. And they're also demanding extra safe spaces on campus, despite the fact that their university has already released a statement uh, supporting a safe and inclusive learning environment. Ariana, just take it from me. I'm much older than you are. There is no such thing as a microaggression. That is something that's made up by some doofus who walks around so insecure that he or she needs the entirety of society to say, I see you, I believe in you, I hold you up on high, and I will not say anything that might make you feel even the slightest bit uncomfortable. The whole idea that they actually want a class that is required for everybody who goes to that university, a Christian, I think it's a Christian university, um, they want everybody to go through this class to learn about microaggressions and, and diversity and hypersensitivity. Really? I mean, is there any chance that this happens or they just make a noise? Yeah, you know, that's totally correct. That's exactly what they're pushing for. Um, and it's really, like you said, you know, colleges are just coddling and handholding students and telling them it's okay to be offended by anything and everything. And unfortunately, the sad part of this is that they don't just leave that mentality on their college campuses. We see students enter the workforce and they're bringing diversity, equity, and inclusion, and microaggression trainings into their workplaces, too. Um, I know I'm a student employee at my university as well, and diversity, equity, inclusion is not only in our classes, but it's also an employee requirement. It's something that we get evaluated on, and so if we don't hold up to those standards, you know, we're in danger of, like, losing our jobs. You know know what I knew that microaggressions weren't real? When I called America a melting pot and I was told that was a microaggression because I was taking the culture of the people in the melting pot away from them. And, and when I said, you know, I don't really care about race, I'm colorblind. How dare you be colorblind? You're now taking away my color, my race, my BIPOC status. That's when I knew that microaggressions was a made-up, stupid thing that was just meant to shut everybody in society down and hold people up on high just because of their ancestral or racial background. It's not who we were ever supposed to be. Do you have people in your friend group that think microaggressions is a real thing? Thankfully, no. Uh, We have a (laughs) great Turning Point USA chapter here at the University of Nevada, Reno, actually. So I have a really large, great friend group and... There's no microaggression talk there. God bless them. Good. No, I love it. All right. From University of Nevada, she's a correspondent from campusreform.org. It's Ariana Brockman. Ariana, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. We'll talk very soon. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags.
Hi, great to have you. Love having those young reporters on from CampusReform.org. They do a great job uncovering nuttiness on campus. Uh, during the break, I uploaded something to TikTok about microaggressions. It's also on Twitter. It's also on Instagram. It'll be on uh, Truth. It'll be on Parler and, and Getter. So I'm just, I up, I'll upload these little videos here and there. Every once in a while, one will get 100 or 150, 200,000 views, and it's always kind of fun. So go and check that out. If you're on the TikTok or Parler, it's uh, at Joe Talk Show. Actually, at Joe Pags. At Joe Pags. Also on Truth, it's at Joe Pags. On everything else, it's at Joe Talk Show. At Joe Talk Show. So Go and check that out. Go and follow and uh, and go and like and share and do whatever the heck you have to do. Um, again, there there are so many available social media sites. I don't expect that you're going to do like I do and get every one of them. I have all of them because it's necessary because some of you don't like some of them. And uh, I want to make sure that I find you where you are. So whatever your favorite one is, it's either at Joe Pags or at Joe Talk Show. On all of them except for TikTok, I'm verified. TikTok, for some reason, I don't know how to verify myself. So if they want to, they'll do that eventually. Let me tell you about uh, the oxy, the proven oxy technology that is utilized in the thunderstorm from Eden Pure. Eden Pure is uh, making the thunderstorm, which is an air purifier that leaves whatever room that you're putting it in smelling like a thunderstorm just happened. You know that fresh, clean smell after a thunderstorm? That's what it does. And you can put it anywhere where you've got these horrible odors. It could be a kitty litter box, diapers. It could be just some sort of a musty, moldy smell. That's going to be gone. And we've got a couple of these in the house. We've got our own personal experience with it. Because um, I got to tell you, I was skeptical. They sent me a couple. I was like, okay, what's what's the story with this? Plugged it in and I went, wow, that really does work. And now we're already talking about buying more for everybody else. So if you haven't taken, taken advantage of this yet, here's a great deal for you. Get a three-pack, three of these units that don't take up any, any floor space. You plug them right into the wall. You get them for $200 off if you use my code PAGS, P-A-G-S-3. Use the number 3-2. EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS3. Save $200 right now. So... All three of them together, just about 200 bucks. That's it. Go and get some right now. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGS3. Shipping is free as well. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. The, the whole thing about the Oreo thing, that people keep on talking about the ESG, um, their, their score or something. I guess Glenn Beck did something on this. And as much as I love Glenn, as much as I was in for him for eight years on TV and radio, He's on at a time that I can't listen, and um, I don't know what this ESG thing is other than what people have been saying um, when, when I talk about this. I'm going to look into it more. Carrie, remind me to, to look into this more. The next week, I'll give you my thoughts okay. on ESG score, and I guess that it obviously stands for something. It's an abbreviation, but I guess the ESG score gives you either positive or negative vibes from these fringe groups that we shouldn't be kissing their asses anyway. Or the ESG score somehow is the the global outlook on how woke you have to be if you want to succeed in business. My ESG score is probably negative seventeen. I don't know. I don't know how the scores work, but I don't care. What I care about is putting on a good show that you're going to like, bringing on great guests that you're going to like. You know, having fun songs and and making fun of Lockie over here. That's just what we do. Mm, and I don't care what my ESG score is because I don't even know what it is. That that's how disconnected I am from this woke culture. That if I don't even know what this thing is, that 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 somehow scores or grades your wokeness. I think that's a positive thing. And if you're in business, let me help you out. If you're worried about some stupid woke score, stop it. Make a good product, offer a good service, do it at a reasonable price, and you're going to be just fine. I promise. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Keep it right here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show.